I made it back and the show is not dead. Vacation did not kill it. We're going to talk about Euro games today. We're going to talk about exit games today. That and so much more. It's episode 122 of That's How I Roll. And we're going to get into it right about right about now. Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah, that's right. Hey, shout out to everybody watching my Instagram story because I'm recording this story live right now it's episode 122 of that's how i roll and i'm so happy to be back from vacation happy to get things back rolling here got some housekeeping i want to take care of to get started of course like i said uh my instagram stories get over on the socials see us there at theology of games on twitter on facebook book and probably probably on TikTok before too long. What? There it is. So get over there. Make sure you follow us there. Of course, if you like the show and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, would love it if you rated, reviewed, subscribed, all that stuff. Also, uh, what do I got to tell you? That's my housekeeping. Great stuff. I'm going to stop the story now. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so I've got I've got so much to tell you. We have a contest going on at Theology of Games. It is for... I'm super excited about this one. It's for a new exit game from Cosmos and Thames. Or I guess it's just Cosmos. I don't know how they break up their whole divisions and what titles are under what name. But if you listen to the last episode of the Theology of Games podcast, we had Tom Wetzel on from Cosmos he spilled the beans about a ton of their new titles, including these new exit games. And he also ponied up a prize for that show. So if you head over to theologyofgames.com slash scorepad, there's a form there that you can fill out and that will get you in the contest. That contest ends on April, what is it? Uh, 20th. I'm looking at my calendar here. April 20th, around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Daylight Time. I don't know. Like the clock changes. Are we in Daylight Time now or is it Standard now? I I don't know. Stop messing with time. Uh, (laughs) So there it is. Get in on that contest. Hey, check out that other show too because it's a lot of fun. We, We play that that show like it's a game we we participate like we're competing against each other and it is a heck of a lot of fun so if you go over to theologyofgames.com slash scorepad you can stream the latest episode as well as score the game to tell us who won who won that episode and it enters you in for that uh for that contest to get that new exit game the exit game uh, is called the sacred tomb or I'm sorry, the sacred temple. You got to check these out. They've got like jigsaw puzzles that tell you how to play the game. It looks really cool. All right. Coming up today, we've got the word on the street. I'm going to talk about vacation. I'm going to talk about how it didn't kill this show and some other cool things going on. Five for the drive is back. We're talking Euro games and you all chipped in for this week's feedback loop. 
We're talking Euro games, all that coming up. So sit right there, relax, and we'll talk. I'll be back. I'll be back after the music gets loud. So there it is. Music got loud for a little bit, but we're back. We're back. So word on the street this week. I know, I I don't know what happened to the release schedule, the production schedule of the show, but it's, it got a little wonky there. We, I released a show right before we went on vacation and then we, I, I don't know. There's like a, a weak void there where this show didn't happen and Theology of Games didn't happen. But we're back. We're in a groove now. We had that great episode with Tom Wetzel from Cosmos. He jumped in and played the game with us. The show. The show's a game. He played. He was on the show, but he played with us. Really, really fun. Tom's a great guy. And uh, like I said, we're, we're glad to have him on on board for that contest for us it was very very cool of him to do that so vacation was awesome i don't know about you folks i love roller coasters and we went to bush gardens and had a blast so here's the cool thing about this trip we went to williamsburg colonial williamsburg eh, it was kind of a letdown it was my third time there but with all the restrictions and capacity limits all those buildings are kind of small except for a few of them. So like there were just long lines everywhere to get into these buildings. So it kind of was like, Meh, all right, but we got into Bush gardens. So we went with my whole family, my, my extended family, except for my, my one brother-in-law, he, he wasn't able to make it. And we went and rode roller coasters. And the cool thing about that is my dad, I don't know if you've been, how much I've shared over the last few years. My dad's been fighting uh, cancer. He has esophageal cancer in his esophagus. He had his esophagus removed last year, mid-pandemic, like emergency surgery. There's a big, long story. But anyway, he was under the impression that he was never going to ride a roller coaster again because there's like pieces, parts missing that keep things down in your stomach. And I, I don't know. The esophagus is a weird thing, right? But because that was taken out, which was great because it took out most of the cancer and, and all that. So that's awesome. But we thought, and he fully believed that he was never going to ride a roller coaster again, which was devastating to him. He loves rides. He loves, he loves doing all that stuff. He went to the doctor right before we went on vacation and he got clarification and the doctor was like, well, do you want to go on roller coasters? And he was like, heck yes, I do. And so basically he can go on stuff that doesn't invert. So nothing upside down. And so he got to ride on two different roller coasters. They didn't have everything open at, at Bush gardens. There were some rides that were not some roller coasters that were not happening. Uh, but it was awesome. My boys got to ride. It was the first time they've ridden a roller coaster with him of like a real roller coaster. And so it was, it was super, super awesome. We were really, really excited for that. I was super pumped for him. Um, and we, we had a great time riding those rides. So that was super awesome. We made it a great trip. We made it back and here I am. We haven't killed the show. 
with a trip to Williamsburg. So that is good. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to just touch on real quick, I mentioned this last episode, but it's here. Just actually today, the day that I'm recording this, which is the day before it releases, the cryptic TikTok Choose Your Own Adventure series has hit. It's landed. The first part released today. It's getting great reception. It's getting great interaction on TikTok. And I'm super excited. I'm hoping, you know, it continues to grow and hopefully this first one will go viral. And so part two will really be fun for everybody. But get over there at Cryptic Podcast on TikTok or you can find Cryptic Podcast on YouTube. I've also posted it there. So if folks aren't on TikTok, just about everybody can get to YouTube. So there's that. And this is a cool choose your own adventure type thing. So get over there. And if you comment, you get to kind of pick which way our hero goes and, and what he decides to do. So that's super fun. I'm, I shot it. Most of it, it's all, most of it's all shot. There's a few things I have to fix and, and pick up here and there, but it's just a matter of like, okay, which video do I release? So I'm, I'm just kind of waiting to see what everybody chooses. So super, super fun. And uh, today, the, the last thing I'll talk about before we get to five for the drive is uh, track meets. Have you ever been to a track meet? They're long. They're crazy. My, my oldest son, who's been on the show, it's crazy to think how long ago it's been and how much he, my, both of my boys have grown since they were like first on this show. He's in track, uh, eighth grade track this year, and he's killing it. He's doing really great. And we had a track meet, his second one ever, because last year's season got canceled. And he's doing great. It's super awesome, but they're really long. So anyway, I got more to talk about. We'll save it for another episode. It's time for five for the drive. Okay, I have less than a minute for each of these games. We're talking Euro games. So here we go. I'm just going to jump right in. Five for the Drive is me talking about five games for a specific category and giving you sort of mini reviews, not necessarily new games. These are all not new games at all, but uh, just five games that are great and that I really enjoy. So no particular order. First up is Tigris and Euphrates designed by the prolific and profound Reiner Knizia. Such a cool game, a groundbreaking sort of scoring mechanism where you score in different categories, but your score is the lowest score of those categories. So you can't just focus on one and build it way up because that doesn't matter. It's the lowest score. Great game. Uh, Fantasy Flight did a reissue of it recently in the past few years. It's fantastic. It sits on my shelf and it's not going anywhere. Next up, this one folks might kind of contend that it's not uh, a true traditional Euro game. It's Orleans from Tasty Minstrel. This game sits in my top 10. Sometimes it kind of creeps towards top five. I just love this game. It's a game that you put on the table and it just, for me, makes sense. Everything is so smooth. There's not a lot of fat to trim on the design of this game. I love it. It's, it is sort of worker placement, but they call it bag building. So it really 
relates to deck building games as well, but Orleans is fantastic. Next up, I gotta get in the get these in quick. Keyflower. Keyflower is one of my favorite Euro games ever. There's this whole like you're adding tiles to your little settlement and people come over on the boats. It plays, it's like four seasons of play. And so I looked at the box. It said it's like 90 to 120 minutes. I say that's BS. There's no way that game takes 90 minutes to play, even with a full four players. It's so fast. There's like bluffing. There's bidding. There's, uh, there's just a lot going on, but it's so every little decision means a lot. It's a great, super great game. I really, really, really enjoy that one. All right. Next up, these last two are like oldies, but goodies. Everybody should have these in my in their collection. I just got this one in my collection this week. I found it for like $20 on eBay and it is Princes of Florence. Oh, so good. There's an auction phase and a quote unquote action phase, which is basically you like building the things that you bought or, you know, telling uh, some guy to make something. It's, but uh, it's so good. Uh, some people call it raw crossed with castles of Madling King Ludwig. That might be accurate, but man, it is. It, it was it was cool before those games were cool. I mean, in a major way. Great, great game. Played it with five players recently, and it's just so good. Speaking of five-player games, my last game for this Euro Five for the Drive. El Grande. El Grande. Again, another five-player masterpiece. This game came out in like 96, right? But I guarantee if you played it today, you would be like, why haven't I been playing this game? Get a copy of this game. It's great. Area control, bluffing elements with the Castillo, action selection, worker placement. It has everything you're looking for great tense heavy decisions i love it it's fantastic you got to get yourself a copy of this game so there it is I, wow i got it in in time <laughs> five for the drive and we're rounding home we're running third heading for home or rounding the corner for the home stretch whatever use some sort of thing that you want to use here but here comes the feedback loop Metaphor. <laughs> I was trying to come up with the word metaphor. Use whatever metaphor you want, but we're here. We are heading home on the feedback loop. And like I said, I've switched it up on you guys. I used to ask questions during the show and then look for answers afterwards. Now I'm going out there asking the questions, getting the answers and bringing them to you here on the feedback loop. So dig this. Here is what we're going to do. I went out and I asked, hey, tell me your favorite Euro games, right? I'm talking Euro games. Let's talk Euro games. So out there on the Instagrams, Roll for Crit said, Terraforming Mars. 
I have to make a confession. I haven't played Terraforming Mars. Here's the reason. Nobody's ever sent me a copy. Terraforming Mars came out at a time when we were getting review copies out the wazoo. So if I was ever going to play it, it had to be sent to me. I had so many reviews that I had to do that I just, I didn't have time to play it. So I haven't played it. I know people love it. I would love to get it on the table sometime, but hey, maybe send me a copy or I have some friends that have a copy. I'm sure I'll play it sometime. So at Roll for Crit, I'm with you. I hear it's great, but I just honestly haven't played it. At Tammy D29 says Seven Wonders Duel or get this, Terraforming Mars. So Seven Wonders Duel is one of my favorite two-player games. I'm not sure if I would qualify it as a Euro game. It's kind of a, I don't know. It's kind of a drafting game, even though it's not like drafting like the base Seven Wonders. That's a, that's a, that's a gray area. I don't know, but it's a great game. Don't get me wrong. I love Seven Wonders Duel. Uh, but again, uh, see my previous response for my thoughts on terraforming Mars. So there's that. At Todd Kauk. I hope I didn't butcher your name, Todd. Uh, both Tammy and Todd commented on a, a post that I put out there on Twitter. The He says... One of the games uh, that almost made my five for the drive, and that is Raw. I love me some Raw. I guess the only reason I didn't so much put that in my five is uh, I think it's very specific to player count uh, that that one is a good game, but it is very, very good. It's a great game. He also said Medici, which is another... Uh, great Euro game. One that I I haven't played a whole lot myself, which is probably the only reason why maybe it didn't make it closer to my top five. Is just I haven't had the chance to put it on the table as many times. So there it is. That is the feedback loop. Thanks, guys, for interacting with me on social media. Speaking of that, like I said at the beginning of the show, find us on social media at Theology of Games. You can follow up find us on uh, instagram on twitter and facebook and like i said tiktok is probably going to happen before too long but check out our reels on instagram we're having fun with those also get over there to theologyofgames.com slash scorepad and enter to win that exit game from cosmos also you can call the theology of games hotline you want to talk about what we're talking about 216-352-2864 that gets you in. I'll put you on the show. It'll be the best thing ever. Hey, I got to run. If you don't like talking about roller coasters on a gaming podcast, tough luck because I'm Jeremiah Isley and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's how I roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and drive safe.